when they like also are trying to seem like they're so emotionally mature, I'm removing myself from this situation because yeah. I have not like, okay, you're not being mature. You're just being a jackass. I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a, you know, a bachelor nation groupie. No, no, no. Hold, hold on with me, Derek. One thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Hi, Emily. Hi, Kayla. We're back. Uh, you know, in a much less torturous week, I always think that two episodes of The Bachelor in Paradise is going to be fine because I like Paradise, but I, I'm always shocked by how grueling it becomes. It's like more tiring. I've run two half marathons. It's more exhausting than that. I, this was much more palatable. I like felt really? fine when I was done. I was like, oh, okay. I watched a nice episode. I'm ready to talk about it. It almost didn't feel long enough. And then I felt guilty because I was like, no, bitch, if it were a second longer, you'd be pissed. So just take what you can get. Be happy. That's Move it. On. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I thought it was a good episode. I did too. Um, not super. I mean, kind of a lot of different things happened, which I think is what I, why I like Paradise so much. Because again, you're not just following one dud in all of their relationships. <laughs> Stop talking you're following, about that. James like you're, that. <laughs> you're following a lot of duds in a lot of different relationships. So it's better. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that about Matt James. It's not his fault that they shit on him during his season. Yeah. That being said. And Katie. It, and Katie. Sorry. And, and Pilot it's Pete. Been a, and, and Pilot Pete. And Ari. And <laughs> it's not been Paul amazing. And... <laughs> Claire, I mean, for the two weeks you saw her. Uh, anyway, so yeah, instead of watching one dud, you're watching a bunch, which makes it more fun. Um, and so, you know, let's just dive right in. I you do just have want duds. Speaking right of in. duds, um, <laughs> speaking, not to shit on Claire, um, <laughs> not to shit on Claire, but we're gonna kick off with. Um, let's talk shit about Claire. No, um. I do just want to start off with a outside the episode, but involved in the episode moment, which is that my friend found Brendan's acting reel and it's going around. It's on YouTube, but you can Google Brendan Moraes acting reel. It's there. Highly recommend. It's a great watch. It's a great, I mean, it's, it's a bad, it's bad, but it's a great watch if you want to be entertained and go to theater hate him school? even more. I don't know. He's apparently an actor, model, and roofer. Triple threat. You know what? That's what they teach you when you get a when you get a BFA. They're like, you have to be able to act, model, and roof. You know what? That actually makes perfect sense because in my BA program, I learned how to weld. So it actually does track. Truth. But he now that I think about it, if he did go to theater school and get a BA, that actually makes perfect sense because his vibe is a hundred percent only straight guy in the department. Like Totally. That's his vibe. Like only straight guy in the theater department. Like that makes perfect sense. Totally. It's kind of crazy to me that this is just now coming up, not to defend Greg Grippo, because I'm not a Grippo girl, but <laughs> Greg got like pretty much constant shit about being an actor throughout the season. No one's saying shit. When he went, a whole ass reel. Yeah. Brendan's reel is public on YouTube since 2016. Like this was not, this was laying right under our noses and we were just like Greg Grippo, which I hated him. Don't get me wrong. But like this shit was right fucking there and nobody was like, maybe we should be skeptical. So you know what? Maybe well, we deserve what just happened to us. The bamboozling that we just got. God. So speaking of Brendan, we kick off the episode with Natasha making a very valid point being like, hey, I love that y'all are roasting Chris and Alana, but like, or Alana, I ref I'm sorry. It's like my Kenna, my Ken I can't, it's my Kenna and Alana. So Natasha's like, I love this energy that you guys are bringing Chris and Alana, but could we like maybe direct some of this at Brendan because he literally did the same exact thing, but worse. But like, and she said, she's like, it's because they're all boys with Brendan that they won't say anything. Yep. But it's the same situation. And then Demi, for the first likable moment she has all season, is the only other person to say something about it. Yep. She's like, it's pretty fucked up that we just, like, bullied Chris off the beach, and yet Brendan and Piper are sitting right fucking there. She didn't say that. Yeah. I did. But that was more no. or less the context. No, and she she added on to the point. Like, yeah, they're all boys with Brendan, so nobody wants to say shit. Demi... Right. 
I feel like she does the classic thing, which is they're not likable until the episode they go home. Like Queen Victoria, when she went home on Matt James season and gave us the best quote of all time, which is I'm never dating another Matt again. Like, why do they give us the best content on their last breath, their dying breath? They give us the best content and then they go, they leave. <laughs> it's, but It's the kiss of death. But yeah, no, Demi was finally doing a likable thing this season. Totally. Um, so then for the second time, I don't know what the timeline difference is between when Chris and Alana went home in real time and when Brendan and Piper get confronted. I think it was like a day. Probably. But Joe is leading the charge on both. I don't know who put Joe in Joe. charge, but he's literally like put himself in charge of protecting the sanctity of paradise. Like it's He's so like the stupid. mayor. Joe is the mayor of paradise because he's like older. He's been there a few times. He's grocery store Joe. He's a girl boss, like <laughs> girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight, like that's Joe. And so he's like, actually, Brendan has the gaslight part. Um, but no, no, bro, Joe, Joe is gatekeeping paradise. He's yeah, like, this Joe is the is. Day that, like, he's like, this is the day that where Kendall and I first kissed no one else. Fuck out of here. And so he's like, come, let's go girls. A la Shania Twain. <laughs> And all the girls are like, come on, girlies. And so they all like strut, including Joe, down to the day bed where Brendan and Piper are. And the thing about this is that like, I they don't show obviously all of this like coming together, the plan. I think Joe is like very willingly leading this charge. Like I don't oh, think yeah, that they're no, like, Joe, is. they're not like, Joe, we need you there. He's like, let's fucking go. I'm tired of this shit. And they like, they like march down and also, Piper like, and Brendan are like, what's going on? And I'm like, bitch, you're about to like, the union is coming for you. But also like Joe is a good guy. I like Joe. Like if I were on paradise, like Joe would be the guy that I would be like, Oh, I want to meet Joe. Like I really think he's a great guy and he's so funny, but watching this interaction, if you're Serena, you're like, yeah, that's my man, like, defending everyone. And if you're Kendall, you're like, my ex is so fucking embarrassing. Why is he doing this? <laughs> totally. Dude, like, if, my, if my ex did this, I'd be like, oh, my God, ew. If the guy I'm currently seeing did this, shout out, um, I'd be like, <laughs> that is so sexy to me. Literally. Like, so, I just... And like, if my boyfriend did this, which he never would because he's terrified of confrontation, uh, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so turned on. If my college boyfriend did this I w in front of me, I would crawl under a rock and die. I'd be like, what is wrong with him? I would literally be like, okay. Um, no. <laughs> my college boyfriend is also the only person who voted in our original poll that we shouldn't have a podcast. So... Clearly he's wrong about everything. Um, so if, if my ex did this, I would root for Brendan and Piper. Like I'd be like, God, I hope they stay. Um, so it also does like a little cutaway of like Brendan and Piper talking and like, they just keep saying horrible shit. And this they don't is help themselves. They refuse to help themselves. Like Chris and Alana. Chris and Alana were annoying, but at the end of the day, they were not incriminating themselves to the extent that Brennan and Piper are. Like, totally. I personally totally felt for Jasenia. I felt like the situation was fucked up, but they straight up bullied Alana and Chris off the beach for virtually no reason. Like, Brendan and Piper totally. have done incriminating stuff. And they keep doing it. And so they're sitting there and they're talking about... Brendan makes this comment that pisses me the fuck off. He goes every relation or almost all the time being in a happy relationship is at the expense of someone else. No, it isn't. Very rarely is that the case. Like he's like, it's, it's at the expense of someone else who wanted to be with one of the people. No, like, I'm sorry. No, because also even in paradise world where like shit happens, people change partners all the time. Everybody kisses everyone, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Yesenia when she decided she wanted to pursue Chris instead of Ivan, talk to Ivan. Was Ivan sad? Yes. Was it okay? Were, did they end up being friends? Yes, because she handled it like a fucking adult and didn't lie to Ivan the whole time and then gaslight yeah. him afterwards. She just like changed, she had a change of heart. She changed her mind. She got a new, you know, prospect, came down to the beach. Like shit happens. Again, there's the whole meeting before thing, whatever, all of that. It's complicated, but like 
that comment made me so mad because I was like, very few healthy relationships and happy relationships are at the expense of someone else. Like you don't just crush someone so that you can be happy with someone else. Like, right. And what kept pissing me off too, is they both said it multiple times. At first Piper was being really quiet and it was just Brendan digging his own grave. And then one of them was like, maybe we should give Piper the chance to talk. I forget who. And then Piper just like, which I was like, to be fair, yes. Like we, these are the actions of Brendan. We don't know at this point how involved, I mean, we as an audience know, they don't know how involved Piper is. Like maybe she's also kind of blindsided. Let's give her a chance to talk. Totally. But then she just basically regurgitates what Brendan said. And the thing that they kept saying that pisses me off was that they'd be like, didn't know there was a rule book to paradise. And like, this isn't paradise rules. This is just like being a decent person. Right. And it's like, Yeah. When Piper said that, I was like, you like, this is, I'm sorry. I, I know like all of this is nuanced. All of this is edited, whatever. This is where I get so fucking sick of her little defenses on social media. And she released a statement to us weekly this week. It's like, whatever. I know that you don't want to probably own this, but like saying shit like that is like, she's a very defensive person. Yeah. And it's very clear from the show and from her response on social media and us weekly. She, and even though she has said like, I apologize to Natasha, whatever it's whatever. She still is 95% on the defense and then maybe 5% acknowledgement of where she may have gone wrong. And that's what bothers me a lot about her. And I felt like she was also like that on Matt James season, but Matt James season also, like we said earlier, got edited terribly. So it really genuinely was really hard to tell what was happening at any point. But with this, it's like, I mean, how, how incriminating can you really be? Like, I just, I don't know. And there's, there's editing. And then there's just like, they're straight up, like, like things that I could chop up to edit, chalk up to editing are like, if they're showing me an exterior shot of the water with someone's voice over it, I'm like, okay, well maybe they said that at a different time than they're airing the voiceover. Like that's editing. Totally. They're not editing you like standing on there. This is the bachelor. They don't have Marvel budget. They're not CGIing you on the beach. <laughs> like you right. fucking said that sentence. I'm watching you say it to a crowd of people. You said that sentence. Like we can only blame editing so much, but then after right. they're super defensive, Demi tells them to fuck off, which yes, they should fuck off yeah. and they do. But before they do, Brendan says a series of things that are disgusting and horrible. And some of them were said kind of quietly. So maybe you missed them. So I'll just rattle, not you specifically, but our listeners, let me rattle them off. One, he says that Joe and his mob of disgruntled females approached them. Two, if Natasha is desperate to talk about this for the 17th time, I guess we can keep talking about it. Then he talks about the women that approached him and says that he doesn't understand why Deandra is there. She must be bored because no one else is trying to talk to her. Then he says, the last one he says is to Piper. He said, it's not like Natasha had a chance with a relationship with any other guy here. Again, says that. Like, repeats that. Yeah. Cannot, That's where, cannot stop talking about how, you know, desperate and unlikable Natasha is. That's what pisses me off too about like when they blame editing, I'm like, no homeboy, you've said this like two or three times now, like in different inflections and different outfits. Like how much can we blame different producers? Like, like a couple of things. So the first comment about the disgruntled females is just like Trump saying, what a nasty woman. That's the same vibe. So congratulations. And then the second thing that I want to talk about is when he talks about Deandra and Natasha being whatever, bored and lonely. Deandra had two men giving her jewelry and fighting over her. And she rejected both of them by choice. She rejected both of them. And that was her choice to do so. She is not sitting on this beach like, wow, I wish someone were into me. No, she's sitting on this beach like, wow, I wish someone interesting and cool were into me. Because like, and also, even so, Deandra's problem, like Deandra doesn't have a problem with quote unquote men not being into her, having no one to talk to. She just has good fucking taste. So right. fuck off, Brendan. <laughs> like it's so, and it, yeah. again, it's like racist. He's picking out two black women on the beach and For being unlikable. Like, yeah. They have no, they have no prospects. They have no one. And it's like, 
fuck off, dude. Like, who are you? Yeah, it's uh, Brendan's relationship with the franchise when it comes to discussions on people of color is very interesting because he's made a lot of comments in the past that have been very like vocally supportive and like of being on Tasha's season of supporting Matt James being cast as the bachelor really? of all the, like all this stuff. And then he gets on the show and is, is dating a woman of color. I mean, Piper is a woman of color, but, but is also the most malicious to women of color. So Again, I'm not a psychologist, nor am I a nor am I a person of color. But I think that that dynamic should be unpacked by Brendan in therapy because it's right. alarming. It's like, and it's just the whole thing. It's like what you know. It's not just about what you're saying on social media. It's about how you are in your interactions in your fucking real life. And clearly, yeah. he's got some serious shit to fucking unpack. And it's just so disgusting to say that about anyone. In order, again, he's also someone not, you know, not to only target Piper here. He's also someone who's very defensive. And so in an attempt to do anything, but perhaps own up to his actions. Another point I've made this point before, but I'll make it again. Your, your beauty, your worth, your whatever is not determined by your size or really anything about your appearance. But that being said, for Brendan to sit on a show that celebrates skinny, beautiful people and talk about how Deandra and Natasha have no prospects. I'm like, Natasha has a six pack. What? Yeah. I'm like, like, Natasha could bench press me. Like talking about is- two of the most beautiful women that this franchise has ever seen. And that's saying something. Cause everyone who goes on this franchise is like a fucking supermodel. Like, I'm like, yeah. It's- what are you even saying? Like it's just nothing like, you're it's saying. comparing all Barbies to Barbies. It's right. I'm like, it's I like, don't understand. It's, it's so, it's so annoying. And it's just like, it's really disgusting. Also perpetuating, not only that they have no prospects, but perpetuating the like, they're so angry and like pinning it on like angry women. Women are yeah. so angry. They're so angry irrational. black women. The angry yeah. black women. Yeah. Fuck off. Like you did so- something wrong. They're not just, they're not, Anger, like stop perpetuating this fucking stereotype that's super harmful to black women. Also, Natasha has never once yelled. She has never no. yelled at him. So I'm like, if we're gonna do the oh, they're just doing it because they're angry. Really? Because Demi has popped the fuck off, and it's not even her own life. Natasha has not yelled once. She's not even angry at this point. Like she says multiple times, she's like, it's not about that. Like it's not even about yeah. me. Even after he says something like our connection was painfully platonic or something like that, or it was devoid of romance or something, which is like a heinous thing to say. Even after he says that, she's she's like, it's literally not about that. It's about the fact that you came to paradise dating someone. Also, like, you know, that's bad when like, you know, it's bad when like Thomas breaks up with Tammy later and was more like emotionally mature about it. Basically saying the same thing that he was saying to Natasha, like, look, our connection just isn't that strong. I feel it with another person. Like, Right. Obviously, Thomas did not come to Paradise dating Becca Kufrin, but like, I mean, like, yeah. literally just saying my connection is stronger with another person, whatever. But he didn't sit there and insult Tammy. He was like, no. I think you're great. He's like, I think you're worthy of finding someone here. I think you're worthy of love. I'm just feeling it somewhere else. Like, you know, it's totally. bad when Thomas is like doing the conversation that Brendan should have had. Like, yeah. And he's not like, he would never say like, well, Tammy just had no prospects. Like that's such a fuck, like fuck off. So anyway, yeah, they're just digging themselves this deep fucking hole. And then they're like, and Brendan basically is just like, I'm walking away. So then they, they walk away. The- oh, and Marissa says, are you leaving the conversation or paradise? Cause she's like, fuck off. So they go up. Yeah. They go up. Piper and him go up and they're sitting there talking more, being incriminating. And Piper is fucking like, followers. Talking about their followers again. again. Piper's like, I have a master's degree in marketing. I could have done that on my own, first of all. And I was like, if you have a master's degree in marketing, why are you handling all of this? Like, again, you're being stupid. If you were going to plot, yeah. hatch a plot, you didn't do a good job. <laughs> like, Where's I believe she's, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I believe she's a very smart woman, but like, use some of the logic to like hatch your master plan to come to paradise with your boyfriend. (laughs) And so then she, then she says, which this to me was very incriminating. I told you I didn't want to come. She says to Brendan. 
Yeah. And which just, you know, proves that this was a Brendan instigated this was thing. he wanted to come he wanted to come on paradise i'm sure he wanted to gain a ton of followers he already had a ton of followers he was really well liked on tasha's season and so that to me was ex- the most incriminating thing that was said because i was like i mean not the most of everything but d- between the two of them in this moment because i was like yeah so you guys have talked about this and brendan brendan was the one that was like well i'm gonna go to paradise because he clearly wanted clout and she didn't want to lose out on her man who she had built a connection with previously yeah and then the worst part is that they decide they're gonna leave so they walk down to the bar to tell everybody uh, brendan makes a lame fucking announcement about how the environment isn't right for them or whatever everybody's like bye and then they laugh as they get into the limo yeah i'm like people uh yeah i'm done talking about them until the tell-all because i'm over them but um they also look so pissed driving away like they are sitting there, someone tweeted, they're like, congrats to the happy couple. And it's a still of them looking just tired and furious. Well, because you know that they thought they were going to come to paradise and stage this whole thing and have like the Hannah G and Dylan paradise love story. Like, like, you know, that this is like, not, they did not expect to leave early. Cause Piper kept saying when they were upstairs, she was like, but I wanted more time. Like now that I'm here, I want more time. And I'm like, it's what Joe was saying. They want a paid vacation as a couple. Like that's, that's what they're there right. for. Like, totally. So they laugh as they get into the car. Then we're like on Rose ceremony night. Um, and so now we get to like see other couples and Marissa goes up to Riley and says that she's a surprise for him. And it involves whipped cream. It is so disgusting. And I'm not even just saying that because I think like whipped cream and sexuality is disgusting. I'm saying it because they're so fucking sweaty. Like, yeah, they have sweat dripping down their faces when they go to do this. And now they're going to lick whipped cream off of each other. Like that's my nightmare. Yeah. And Wells says to see Marissa licking whipped cream off Riley's toes is probably the grossest thing I've ever watched because like he says, they're walking around on this nasty sand. Think about what's in sand. No kink shaming on the pod. We know this. But like, <laughs> I was like, oh, but he's been like stepping in crab poop all day. Um, so this was, and Noah refers to it as something freaky nasty. Uh, Marissa planned something freaky oh nasty. God. So thank God. <laughs> um, the, it's really what sent me was everybody watching. <laughs> Like everybody was like standing there, like, what are they doing? I was like, just <laughs> go play cornhole. Like, why are you watching this? And then they go to the boom boom room before the rose ceremony. I, sim- kind of icon behavior, I'm not gonna lie. They're like, we gotta, we gotta get that nut before we have the rose ceremony. <laughs> We're like a quickie. <laughs> yeah. So then they come back to the bar. And Riley's like, can I have two glasses of champagne? And Tammy's like, what are we celebrating, a baby? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this shit was bonkers. I can't believe that they showed that on ABC. Just like, like you guys are getting real reckless. Um, It was vile, to be honest. I was like, again, no kink shaming. The kink wasn't the problem. It's just like, you guys are like, I don't want, I don't want someone to do that to me. I sweat a lot. Like, I don't yeah. want to, it's like me going for a run and then getting back and being like, lick whipped cream off of my nipple. You coward. Please. You coward. Like, no, <laughs> I don't want them to do that. Nobody wants to do that. It's fine. Um, We also get like a nice little cut of everybody gossiping to Wells and Wells is like, bring it on. Like, he's Tell like, I fucking love drama. So very iconic. Wish I were So there. then we get... Tammy getting happy birthday sung to her, which leads a very tragic stream of events um, where Thomas asks to talk to Tammy. Uh, as if you guys recall, he went on a date with Becca last week. Very clear that he feels a stronger connection with Becca than Tammy. This is clear to everyone but Tammy. Uh, she He has to talk to her. We get in, in the moment of Tammy that's kind of confusing because she's talking to a producer and she says, I just can see Thomas in my life forever. He's my best friend. Yeah. Um, this is alarming to me. me? (laughs) This is alarming to me for a number of reasons. This energy to me is very high school girl who dated someone for two weeks and is like, I can't live without him. He's my best friend. Like, yeah, he's not your best friend, Tammy. Like I see you on Instagram with all of your gals. Like Tammy is such a girl's girl. (laughs) 
like she's like kind of a guy's girl too she's kind of just an everyone girl but she like she is someone who I think values friendship a lot and values female friendship a lot seemingly Mm -hmm. so I like yeah this was confusing I was like I know you have really good friends that you post about constantly so what do you mean that confused me that and when she says to him I trusted you with everything Bitch, you've been talking to him for one week. You were with Aaron for like three. How much have you told Thomas? Like, I don't. Totally. To be fair, she and Aaron definitely never spoke. But (laughs) (laughs) like, like what were you disclosing in the last four days? Um, Super. And like, I'm not, none of this is to say she's like in the wrong at all. It's, it just is like. Very high school this, girl energy. The way that this show works is so bonkers because people will just be like, we're in love. And I'm like, you met 45 seconds ago, but congratulations. So yeah, she's she's in the, in the style of Emily Krebin having a terrible birthday. Uh, and Tammy does be acting like they have dated for five years. Totally does. And so he is like, and like, like we said earlier, like Thomas kind of handles this pretty well. I mean, he's also Thomas. So he just kind of, again, like I always say, says everything that he knows he has to say. He's good at manipulating, but you know, he says, Can I, you tell we're <laughs> I mean, like I, I can't keep defending him because the shit that that man posts online is like asinine but I will keep defending him I commented on his TikTok today I said I can't keep defending you like yeah you have to stop doing this <laughs> I was like, like I can't do this anymore um I'm like losing <laughs> friends like I, like people are stopping talking to me because they're like dude <laughs> um so but yeah so Thomas is like I had feelings for someone else last night and I didn't feel guilty that would crush me for sure uh again she is acting like they've been dating for five years they've been dating for a week so it's like you know, hindsight. And I'm sure now looking back, she's like, oh, sometimes in the moment you think you're really heartbroken. And then looking back, you're like, oh, I'm fine. I was okay. Like it it sucked, but I was okay. So, um, yeah, breaks up with him. And like the thing, the saddest part about this is that like, she doesn't understand and she keeps trying to fight for him. And I'm very much of the opinion that like, you should never have to like- If someone doesn't want to be with you. Yeah. It's like, you shouldn't have to beg someone especially someone you just fucking met I'm so sorry he's not going to and I do kind of think Thomas just wants to date bachelorettes um yeah I don't think that's a a, an incorrect theory yeah I don't think and I regardless of who it was that he went on the date with Tammy did nothing wrong it was just how paradise works and I just feel for her because she was very clearly upset and yeah. then we get a nice uh, in the moment, which was actually devastating, but also hilarious. And in the moment of Tammy, where she says, last year I got COVID on my birthday and this is 10 times worse. Somehow worse. Yeah. I was like, oof. Again, in the style I was of like, me, I having was like, terrible I was birthdays. Like, I was like, Tammy, millions of people have died. Please be more sensitive. <laughs> but like, also babe. hilarious. Also, <laughs> so sorry that this is happening. Also, we get Aaron saying, this fucker like can you shut up I can't keep I can't keep defending you he goes I warned her he says you know I warned her Aaron last week cut to Aaron last week I'm done warning people about Thomas cut to Aaron this week I warned her (laughs) he's like you know what remember when I said I was done I fucking lied and I want to keep talking about it so that guy sucks like he's like also like I don't I feel like there must have been a reaction yeah. To Becca going from Aaron to Thomas, even though they didn't have that strong a connection, like they yeah. both, before Aaron went on a date with Chelsea, Becca and Aaron were talking about how they wanted more time together to keep conversation going, totally. whatever. And then Aaron went on his date with Chelsea and then Becca took Thomas on the date. But like, I feel like there had to have been a reaction to that that we didn't see. Totally. Yeah, there definitely was. I don't know. Aaron is like, Aaron only gets screen time when he's doing something heinous, like the the closing of this episode, which is fucking ph- phenomenal. Uh, so they're, they're like, we don't care about emotionals. We don't care about Aaron's emotional subplots. We just want him to make silly little jokes, which is exactly what they would say about me if they ever let me on this show. So you Tammy, could never be on the show for a whole slew of reasons. But what you tweeted the other night is the number one reason. I would violate my NDA in four days to a random Lyft driver. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that guy would cost me like so much fucking money that I would have to pay ABC. <laughs> um, so yeah, they'll never let me on the show, especially after I tweeted that. Now, if I ever apply again, they'll just check my Twitter and be like, this bitch said that she would fucking <laughs> spill everything. Like she admitted to it preemptively. Um, no one asked her. No, she wasn't nobody... being interrogated. No. So then, so they break up. It's really hard to watch because it's hard to watch people get their hearts broken. And like, he does hug her and she's just like really going through it. Then we go to the rose ceremony. Which kicks off with honestly something that made me like teary-eyed. Yeah, Wells, I cried at this. Wells gets up and talks about how there's one person in paradise that had her time robbed because she was all in on one person who was not being authentic with her. And so he brings out a rose to give to Natasha so that she can stay for another week. Um, which I don't think we've ever seen anything like that happen. No. Wells was like, there are no fucking rules. And I can do, he tweeted it. He was like, I'm the bartender. I can tell you to leave. And I can also tell you to stay. (laughs) And (laughs) Natasha deserved to stay. So he gives her the rose. And like, what made me so happy about this was many things. First of all, that Natasha deserved to stay. Second of all, Wells. Third of all, all of the women being really happy, despite even the ones, right. Even the ones who were like, you know, Jasenia, who like knows she's going to be going home probably. Like all of them are just really happy for her, which I love. So she gets the rose. She's really emotional. And then she's like, you know, we get knocked down. We get back up. I was like, yes, we fucking do, Natasha. You are a saint. You deserve the world. Also, where are Alea and McKenna? They went to the party and then never appeared again. Did they not get asked to come on the show? Yeah, did they just like... I'm... McKenna? (laughs) I got a caller. Where the fuck are they? I'm sitting watching... I'm watching the rose ceremony like, wait, remember those two girls that showed up last week? Yeah, where the fuck are they? Do you think that they only invited Chelsea and Alana in because they had connections with people? So they were like, oh, maybe they'll... That's kind of what I'm wondering if it like was a plot point and then they were just like, this doesn't matter. But like, if they were like, you know, the two who connect the most will stay and get date cards. And then the other two of you, you know, you don't get to come back to the house. But like, yeah, but I also feel like my yeah. henna, like, but this episode was weird timing because we got a rose ceremony from last week and then went into this week, which makes me right. wonder if maybe, because there's a rumor that Anna Redman is also coming. Right. The cheap proposition, other <laughs> men for money. <laughs> I tried to say that with as much teeth as I could, but it didn't come out right. Um. Yeah. No, I have no idea, but this was just a thought I had. It's also weird because it's not like, the weirdest part about it is how irrelevant Alana is. And then Alea and Mykenna were not like completely irrelevant on Peter's season. Like they were they were kind yeah. of main characters. So it's super weird that they just like showed up for four seconds and then they were like, no. <laughs> and maybe they will show up eventually, but like this week it's like, or next week it'll be guys showing up. So it's very yeah. interesting. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, but they're not there. They're not there. So it doesn't matter. The roses go to Riley gives his to Marissa. Joe gives his to Serena. Ivan to Kendall. Noah to Abigail. Kenny to Mari. James to Tia, which we saw not one single second. (laughs) We saw, we saw, no, we saw one second before Thomas goes to break up with Tammy. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, <laughs> I no. like, and we'll get more into James later because it's so fucking funny. It the really shit that people is are saying to him. Too. It's like really sad. I'm like, babe. James seems like such a nice guy too. I, I feel really know. bad. He's best friends with Aaron. I trust him with my life. Also, <laughs> I, the Ivan and Kendall thing is ex- needs to be studied by scientists. I know, so, but like the worst part is that I actually could see Ivan and Kendall together. Totally. But it's not clicking. Like something is misfiring. Totally. And that's like, unfortunately happened with Ivan a few times this season. And I'm like, what's going on? Ivan and Kendall in my brain are an amazing couple. Ivan and Kendall in real life are not. And I don't know why. I don't know what's going Um, on. Something's misfiring. Anyway, continue. So James to Tia, Thomas to Becca, Aaron to Chelsea. So that means that going home are Demi, Jasenia, Deandra, and Tammy. Loss of, loss of some icons this week. I know. Uh, the fact that Aaron Deandra just, was literally putting the show on her back. <laughs> yeah, she like still fucking is too on TikTok. Like if you don't follow Deandra on TikTok, like you're missing out. Her TikToks are fucking phenomenal. She also posts them on her Instagram. So follow her on there too. She was so funny. She's she posted alleged. one and someone commented on it. Like, what were we going to do now, queen? Like you were holding down the show and she was like, Marissa still has it. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love them. I'm obsessed. So anyway, yeah, we lost some Queens. My favorite part about this is that Aaron got the last rose as if he's again, like as if he's a plot point, like they're like, <laughs> they're like Aaron's not there for plot. Like Aaron is there for vibes only. And they're like, Aaron gets the last rose. And we're like, I wonder what he'll do. And like, would it have been absolutely sweet if he rescued Deandra? Yeah. But he was obviously going to give it to Chelsea. So yeah. Anyway, very hilarious. I love when they give the last rose to someone and it's like, why, why that? I feel like if Chelsea Roma. had not come in this week, there would have been a chance of him saving Jacenia with a friendship rose. It seems totally like they agree. vibed as well, like friends. Gang shit, as he said. He's like, I'm on some gang shit with Jacenia. So, or whatever he said. It's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> like, so my entire vocabulary is just like shit Aaron says. It's so stupid. So, uh, Tammy. Tammy is obviously the most heartbroken by this. The other ones were kind of like, yeah, like Expecting this, it. yeah. Uh, Demi is annoyed. We'll get there. Demi also Tammy, stands around like she's not gonna leave. Yeah, and like Demi, but she she does it not to say goodbye to people, but just to cause a scene. So Tammy is obviously really upset. She gets in her limo. She's crying. She eats a cupcake. Huge mood. Just giant, ginormous mood. I've been broken up with on my birthday too. I didn't do that though. I drank a ton of champagne and then Demi just is like bye and like back to back to our roots she's being fucking annoying so it's like she just has a really hard time not getting her way and like it's like to an extent can be good tv but it's really frustrating to watch it's very frustrating she's she's literally a middle schooler and like it goes back to like last week when Kenny was breaking up with her and she was like, like, Mari sucks. Like, she's immature. She's mean. She's blah, 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 blah. Like, Demi's right. only reaction to not getting her way is to be an absolute monster about it. Yeah. And someone tweeted, they were like, a concept, Wells host paradise, Demi bartends. And I'm like, no, because Demi would be upset when she's not even a contestant that people on the beach don't want her. <laughs> Like, and that sounds really mean. And I don't mean, like, I don't mean it to be mean against her, but like, she's not ready. Demi needs to be full on married before she could be like a part of this franchise in another capacity (laughs) because she would be, she'd be like, you know, I know I'm not here for this, but like, why don't they want me? Like, I just like, that's the energy she gives off. And I'm like, dude, yeah, it, 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 it was time for her to go. The other thing I'll say, it was time for her to go. I wish that queen Victoria had been here to just chew out Brendan and Chris um that would have been drama that i'd pay to see victoria being part of the union hilarious Ah. to me led by grocery store joe why are you even here like i would literally pay so much that was pretty good thank you devastating that she wasn't there for that anyway demi leaves bye so then uh little john finally shows up in person uh Noah impersonates him and Lil John is like did you just impersonate me and Noah definitely shit his pants for a second totally. it reminds me of the part you know the what it reminds me of it reminds me of that episode of the tonight show with Jimmy Fallon when he's interviewing RuPaul and he says to RuPaul how does it feel to be the most famous drag queen in the world and Ru goes I'm not a drag queen and Jimmy looks at him like he has just offended him in some monstrous capacity and like he's about to get canceled and Rue was like, I'm not a drag queen. I'm the queen of drag. And the whole moment was like alleviated, but I feel like it had similar energy to Noah really? impersonating Lil John and thinking he was about to get hardcore canceled. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah. Lil John was like, Hey, fuck off. Um, Very iconic. Like, so cute. So beautiful and pure Lil John and Natasha pop champagne and spray everybody. Uh so fun. Blake, uh, Blake Hortzman was like, do you know how badly it hurts to get champagne in your eyes? I would hate this moment. And I was like, wow, what a fucking buzzkill. That's why we don't invite you to the beach anymore, Blake. <laughs> like, it wasn't really? all the other reasons. <laughs> do you think that you and I are the only two people who totally. watch Blake Hortzman's story with sound? Totally. <laughs> everyone, you know, everyone else is just clicking through. Okay, I'm trying to make a quick noise. Um, just rapid fire. I watched them when my sister was here and she was like, what are you doing? Like, she's like, you don't have to do this. They're so long. It's like fully like listening to a recap podcast, but it's Blake in front of his team. And then, and then he has a recap podcast. It's like this man, he, for someone who hates the franchise, quote unquote, so much, he sure does love talking about it. Me. <laughs> Me too. 
His book is coming next. I smell it. He's totally so then, write a book. I hope it's about Becca. Anyway. So, so then uh, the next guy to come down, I had never seen before in my life. I was watching Blake Quartzman's stories, actually, and I overheard him say the best. Both of us. Both of us being like, so Blake was saying, like, why? Every time we talk about him every episode. New rule. Unless you're driving when you listen to the podcast, in which case, save it for later. Anytime we bring up Blake Hortzman, take a shot. Take a drink. Take a drink. Not if you're in an unsafe place. You have to save it for later if you are. But I promise you, if you're home, fucked. (laughs) If you're home cleaning your kitchen like I am when I listen to podcasts, break that bad boy open and take a shot. But no, so I was watching Blake Hortzman's stories. And he was watching, there was like a glitch in the matrix because I was watching his stories before I had actually watched the episode. And he was like, the best connection I've seen is with Blake and Tia. And I was like, is he talking about himself in the third person? Did he end up going on paradise? And then I looked at his story and I saw this Blake in horizontal, like in, um, in, uh, what's it called? Profile view. Profile, yeah. And he looked like Blake Moines. So I yeah. was like, I was like, wait, did Paradise not film when we thought it filmed? Like, what is going on? Like, I was so confused. Not once ever did it cross my mind that there could be a Blake that I just didn't know. No. Who's sexy, too. He's hot. Yeah, like, what the Uh, fuck is wrong with Claire? sexy. Yeah, I was like, this is what gets me is that, like. Not to shit on Claire, but. Not to, that's another one. Take a shot. His uh, banner didn't say Claire and Tasha season. So he must have gone home while yeah. Claire was still the bachelorette. That's what gets me so much is that like people like Blake Moines will stay for so long. And then people like Bla- like this Blake, sexy Blake, go home. Same thing with John the bartender. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> but I also want to say that... Um, Blake Moines, I really forgot what I wanted to say. Blake Moines, we have to have a little more trust in him now because Zach posted today that Blake, his caption was like, Blake Moines is a good dude, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So it was about him supporting his um, reset recovery thing. I guess guess. he earned some points with me. I fucking guess. Yeah. So anyway, not that Blake, not our Blake, but this sexy new Blake. Our Blake. Our Blake Blake is Blake Horseman. (laughs) Not my Blake. Um, nothing but respect for my Blake. Um, no, sexy Blake. I'm going to post the picture of me and Blake Hortzman on Instagram, on our Instagram, and be like, today's episode without context. You literally have to. Um, no, but it's the new sexy Blake. Um, I went to high school with this kid named Jimmy, and he, <laughs> while we're talking about anal, um, and he went to high school with us for like four years. And the whole time he was there, we referred to him as new kid, Jimmy, and he was no longer a new kid for most of high school, but we referred to him as new kid, J- Jimmy. So that's a la that I'm going to be referring to this new Blake as hot new Blake forever. Hot Even when Blake. he's not new. Hot um, new Blake pulls Tia, which I think makes sense. Um, Tia totally. is a 10 out of 10 and, totally. but I feel really bad for James. So basically we didn't get to see any of this, but the second, uh, like we didn't get to see any of Tia and James connection. I mean, but basically the second that, uh, hot new Blake asks to talk to Tia, someone like as a joke looks at James and is like, I feel like every week you have a whole relationship cycle. And then by Monday you're back to square one. And like, they meant it as a joke, but like, it is literally what is happening to him. Like he's had get a break. No. And, and like, James seems like such a nice guy. Like, I don't know what it is. And then I saw him like kind of at the bar talking to Jesenia and I'm like, maybe like there could be like a little something like Jesenia. And he's like, I have no romantic connection with anyone remaining. And I was like, okay, that poor thing. And like, dude, if a guy like that asked out the girl I was seeing, I'd be like, fuck, like he's sexy. Like James is really hot, but like Blake is yeah, but that's like when Boy. Becca Kufrin got there, all the girls were like, fuck, if she asks out any of our boyfriend, like it's done. Totally. Like, but totally. so also, yeah, hot new Blake is me in like a very niche way because he's talking to Natasha before he ends up asking Tia. He's talking to Natasha 
And he said, Natasha says she's from Chicago. And he's like, oh, where in Chicago? And she's like, the South side of Chicago. And he's like, oh, that's cool. She's like, are you from Chicago? He's like, no, I'm from Indiana, but like right near Chicago. You as hell. Like that's literally so niche. I wonder if I'm going to live near Hot New Blake. I wonder if sorry, I'll sorry, leave ben. my boyfriend. <laughs> sorry, <Blake>. Ben. <laughs> um, and yeah, we'll live in a suburb of Chicago that we lie and say is a suburb of Chicago when we live over state lines in Indiana. In Indiana. Exactly. So anyway, they go on this date. It's one of these weird cart dates, whatever. Um, and then- Off-roading. Yeah, off-roading, right. And the annual. The once annual off-roading. Uh, oh, it's time for the Bachelor off-road, everybody. Literally, um, they do it at least so, once every season. 100%. So then Tia talks about how she's feeling her vagina dance when she's with Blake. <laughs> she has interesting ways I of like talking about her, her vagina. No, I love her. I think it's hilarious. But my friend JT tweeted this, and I don't think he's wrong. If you've watched Big Mouth, you know the Florida episodes of Big Mouth, and there's the cousin's friend what's her fuck face i don't know but there's a quote where she goes y'all fools want to think about y'all fools want to think about that's kind of who tia is <laughs> y'all oh fools want to think about <laughs> my vagina's doing the dance <laughs> oh my god so that's who she reminds me of but i mean i love that for her the vagina dance is is key those those of us who have vaginas like yeah i get it yeah, no. I mean, I love her. I think that they actually have a really great connection. I just, yeah. I feel for James because it's like, this sucks. Like, he's just been in a different relationship every week. He talks to Aaron about it. Aaron's like, but bro, you have me, bro. And he's like, yeah, bro. I know, bro. And they're in love. That's basically the deepest connection he will get. And then back back on the beach, my favorite of all time, who which has aged, unfortunately, poorly due to who he associates with. Dr. Joe shows up. Uh, and I yeah. love one thing about me, you all know, is I loved Dr. Joe. And the Prince music <sighs> that plays as he enters, it's like regal Disney Prince like, entrance music. Look who's here to save the fucking day. And for a second, I'm like, yes. And then I'm like, he's best friends with Brendan. So there's no way that this goes well. Uh, and so he, he goes, he's like pulling people, everyone in their ITM is like, I hope he takes Natasha on the date. I think that they're, you know, she needs, she would really like this. I think that they'd be good together. So he does end up pulling Natasha. He does end up taking Natasha on the date before they walk to their date. They're on the day bed talking for like 20 minutes. And then Noah is just laying there and Noah goes, I've been watching for 10 minutes. Kiss her. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's so true. They're all sitting there so bored. They're like, make out. Like, like all of them are laying there. They're like, kiss. Also, <laughs> which I would have um, loved. Also, we get in, in the moment of Riley saying that Natasha should be the one to go on the date. And Riley's uh, job description has now changed to just works out. It's works out. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's quite good. He also worked out in koala slippers earlier in the episode uh, after the rose ceremony. You can't be, this is just money. You and can't. This is, and it's somehow still hot. Also, all of the women watch him work out every day, and I'm like, "Me too, besties." Like he is a fine ass man. So anyway, <laughs> they talk. They're walking away. Doctor Joe's like, "Brenda's not here." She's like, "He was," and then we're like, "This is fucked up." And so they go on this date. They're drinking these giant margaritas, and I'm like, "It's so hard she to see other people." It. Other people, it's so hard to see other people living your dream, drinking a giant margarita with Doctor Joe, and then he switches with you so he can drink the bug that was in yours. The fact that but he drank the class bug. Class act. Drinking, drinking the bug. Classic. He didn't even hesitate. He was like, I'll drink no. the bug. I'll drink the bug. So they're talking. And then like Joe very clearly, like it was not Natasha's fault at all that this comes up. Joe is like asking her questions about her experience. She's like, I had a connection. He's like, well, what? Like, I want to hear about it. And like wants to hear about Brendan and wants to hear about all this stuff. And like, so she tells him what happened, which is like, you know, Brendan came. I don't know if you know this. I know you guys are friends, but he was seeing Piper before. Joe is like tearing up listening to Natasha talk. And he goes, my Brendan? And it's like, yep, dude, like your Brendan did this. And Joe is like very clearly going through it. And basically after this conversation that he pried for, he's like, well, you know, kind of flakes out and is like, we should just see what happens. 
on the beach. Yeah. Did you get the vibe that he was flaking out? Because I felt two ways about it. I could see this going two ways. Either he flakes out or the whole thing just took him very by surprise and he's going to continue to talk to her and whatever. But to me, it seemed more like he was upset with Brendan than he was upset with the situation with her. Like, I don't think he was upset with her. I just think he felt really awkward. Like that would be like me going to the beach after you left and someone being like, yeah, Kayla did all this shit as I go on a date with them. And I am like, what? Like my best friend did that shit? Like that would like- yeah, you know, I also just like, feel I think so his, bad. He, just, he was just really fucked with. Like, I think he was just like, what's going on? He definitely did know that Brendan and Piper at least had talked. Like, I'm sure there was like a certain amount of guilt. Like, I just, I'm like, oh, this was just an awkward, awkward conversation. And I think yeah. more than anything, he felt awkward. I don't necessarily think he was trying to reject her, but it, yeah. that's how it kind of came off to me. And then Natasha says, she's like, it got ruined. And she's like, I feel like I have like a Brendan cloud over me and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, that's so sad. Like, of course, like, because I think her and Dr. Joe would be a great match, but of course the guy that she would be a great match with is Brendan's friend. Like, it's just like, come on. Like, um, so yeah, the date kind of winds down and then, uh, we cut back to the beach and Serena is talking to Wells and Wells gives a terrible analogy. He asks if the L bomb has been dropped between her and Joe yet. And she says, no, no L-bombs. And she kind of laughs. And he's like, are there planes circling over paradise ready to drop L-bombs? Well, the way, the way that he talks, just amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's like, what are you ever saying? Um, <laughs> speak, what? Speaking in so, tongues. Anyway. <laughs> Joe sets up a little setup on the beach for him and Serena and they're like laying there being all cute and they're talking or whatever. And, um, he's, she, she asks him, Oh, also she asked him earlier in the episode, but I kind of tied it into this when he's eating. She's like, why do you always eat with half your food hanging out of your mouth? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, my pet peeve is like, I could never date a girl who's a messy eater. And she's like, you're a messy eater. <laughs> she's like, you're a goddamn disaster, Joseph. Like, <laughs> but yeah, they're laying on the blanket and, um, he's like set up this cute little thing for her and he's like I am like constantly doing she's like I think I might like you more than you like me and he's like really because I'm constantly doing cute shit for you and I can't even get you to order me a side of bacon it's (laughs) It's so so good good. it's It's so so good good. that's literally it's like that's how I feel constantly like I'm like I think I think I like you more and like the guy's like um I bought you a yacht (laughs) like (laughs) Like, like, I will never believe that somebody likes me more than I like them. Um, so, so very, she, very funny. She ends up kind of saying that she's, she has the bachelor thing where it's like, you more than like somebody, but you're not in love with them yet. So you tell them you're falling in love with them, which only happens on the bachelor. Nobody says that in real life. Like, no, you don't go through processes of it. You just like randomly say it accidentally while you're drunk at Charlie Brown's. (laughs) That's a bar in Kentucky. (laughs) That was a real throwback for me. Um, (laughs) But no, it's like, you're just like, that's how real life works. Right. Anybody else? Um, No, but it's like very, she's like, I'm falling in love with you. And he's like, I'm falling in love with you too. And she's like, really? And she's like shocked by it. I think, and in her defense, I would be shocked by it too, because like his ex is fully there and like making the the situation uncomfortable. So like, not that Kendall is doing anything wrong. The situation is just like inherently uncomfortable. It's so awkward. And it gets worse. Because (laughs) not for Serena and Joe. Serena and Joe are having the time of their lives. Kendall is going through it. And as a result, Ivan is going through it. So they're just, people are just like watching this happen. They can't hear them obviously, but they can like see them kissing. And Kendall is just like, it's really hard. And then, okay, wait, Noah, no, Aaron says, couldn't remember which bestie it was. Aaron asks Kendall, like, when did you break up? And she goes a year and a half ago. And so everyone in their brains is like, oh, so a while ago. And then she goes, so pretty recently. And I was like, she's not healed and she's not healed. yeah that's it. like I remember having a conversation with someone recently must have been a few months ago and like say you know they said you know yeah my ex and I just broke up and I was like oh yeah my last breakup was a while ago and they were like when was yours and I was like about a little over a year ago and they said oh mine was the same 
And like, in my mind, my breakup was so long in the past. And in their mind, it was yesterday. And so (laughs) their breakup was yesterday. And I was like, yeah, you're not healed. Like, and that's okay. It takes a long time. Like they, Joe and Kendall were together for a long time. I don't expect her to be, but it's also like, if you're not over this, why are you here? Right. And she did kind of explain it. Cause she said, she's like, I thought that I was more ready for this. I thought yeah. that whatever. And I honestly think if Kendall had gone to paradise and Joe wasn't there, I think she would have been fine. Like, I think she oh, would have totally. found somebody, whatever, but in her defense, I'm pretty over. Well, I am over all of my exes, but like, I don't know that I would want to watch them fall in love. You know, like I think yeah. it takes a special kind of healed, like, don't get me wrong. One of my uh, exes were bros. Like I would be down to watch him fall in love on the beach, but like some of my exes, like, no, I kind of get that. Like you, I don't necessarily want to watch, like I'm happy for them, but I don't want to watch. Like, I feel like it's a little bit of a different reaction than she's having. Like for me, I don't want to watch it more just because I'm like, I don't care. Like, Oh, that, Oh God. Also for some of them, I'm like, I feel bad for the girl. And like, they've said a million times. It's like, this is where they met. This is where they did all these things. And now yeah, I think that's like, totally like, that's hard. I think that's the, the thing that I feel for her on. I don't want to like go to the places that I used to go with my ex and watch him fall in love with someone else. Like if I were a single person, no, but I like, yeah. so yeah. I, I totally, I do. I don't want it to make it seem like, you know, you Kendall, fuck you. No, I, I feel for her. I really do. But I also am yeah. just like, oh, uh, she should, she should probably go home. Like she this is just home, too yeah. hard. It's just hard. And like she and Ivan have like forged this connection. That's like very clearly not that deep. Ivan's kind of trying to distract her, I think. And she's like, no, I'm just really uncomfortable. She ends up walking away. Ivan tries to kiss her and she like totally well, curbs it. It is like, yeah, which he posted I mean, on his story. He posted on his story and was like, I was trying to distract her. And everyone's like, why did you try to kiss her? He's like, I was trying, like, I was trying to just be like, hey, look at me. Like, let's not look at that. Yeah. And so I really don't think that he was trying to be like horny. I think he was just trying to be like, hey, don't watch your ex right now. <laughs> and it didn't work, obviously. And she's yeah, like, no. I'm really uncomfortable and like tilts away from him and is like, I don't want to kiss you. And he's like, fuck, and feels obviously uncomfortable. Um, and everybody feels uncomfortable. So that's kind of how the episode ends with everyone feeling uncomfortable. And then we get a preview of next week where like they, she and Joe talk, which is exactly what Joe was saying. Like, or I guess, was it Serena who she was like, I, I just, it's going to be hard. Like, it's just a hard thing to navigate. And I feel for Joe because it's like, I would be frustrated, you know, to put it in the other perspective, if I were falling in love with someone else while constantly needing to like, kind of talk through that with my ex. Like, yeah, I would be like, this sucks. Like, I just want to be happy. <laughs> like, yeah, and I feel like not and, to be like such a middle schooler and be like, well, Joe was there first, but like Joe was there first. Yeah. Like, like Joe was there for weeks before you got there. Like, it's on Kendall to leave. And Joe has made a very genuine connection. And like, if Kendall had come down and met, and she and Ivan were soulmates and she came down to the beach, talked to Joe briefly and then met Ivan. And it was like, they're perfect together. They love each other. Like whatever this like, wouldn't, I don't think that this would be a problem. Like, I think if both of the, if both Joe and Kendall were on the beach and had people that they really liked and, and like genuinely had very deep connections with, I don't think any of this would be a problem. So yeah, we get like a preview of that. The Aaron and Ivan argument is coming up. God save me. I'll never be able to get through that. And um, we close out the episode on maybe my favorite episode closer ever. It's, it's my favorite ever. It's the best. The people outside of my building are honking right now because they're so excited about it. Because they know. I don't it's, remember it, it word for word. I'm sure you do though. It's I have memorized. Thank you. It's, it's actually a monologue that I'm going to use. I'm not even an actor, but no. Um, it's Aaron being like, I've been on the beach for a while now and I just want to go through some things like facts and truths or whatever. And he's like, it's hot as hell all the time big fact it's like (laughs) noah sometimes doesn't know when to shut the fuck up fact (laughs) and he's like going through all these fucking things it's super funny he's talking about james he's like me and james biggest romance on the beach fact or like something like that like just like oh my god it's so funny it's on bachelor nation's instagram 
go fucking watch it. It like if you do if you weirdly don't watch The Bachelor and listen to this podcast, or if you do watch The Bachelor and you just need to watch it again, Bachelor Nation posted it. They hooked you up. So go watch it again. It's such a good closing. I mean, and this is why they keep this guy around. For the Lexington Avenue. Laugh. They're freaking loves out him. over Aaron right now. <laughs> they are freaking out. The traffic outside is going wild for Aaron. Um so yeah, it's very iconic. It's my favorite closing I've ever seen on this show. And the way he talks. And then like he laughs at the end of it because he knows he's stupid. Like he knows that he's stupid. Oh, he's like, Riley thinks that his connection with Marissa is important. Thinks biceps are important. Er, fact. <laughs> it's like something like that. It's so fucking funny. Anyway, I love him. I would die for him. Unfortunately, that might be my toxic trait next week when he fights Ivan. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> and like, we already know going in that Ivan is in the right. Oh, like we know. <laughs> every fight that this man gets and I know he's wrong. Like I know he's wrong about, I'm an Aaron apologist and it's my toxic fucking trait. I love that. I'm the Dr. Phil sound. It's like, look at the screen. This is your man. That's mine. And I'm going to stand <laughs> beside him. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I am going to stand beside him. Um, that is going to dig me out an early grave, but I'm going to stand beside him. So oh with that God. said, that is, uh, that's what we got. That's, Bachelor that's week five. Week. That's week five. Um, they have to wrap this shit up kind of soon. And it seems like we're not even close. So, oh, we also get a preview of Ed arriving. Best night of my life. And <laughs> it seems like absolute maybe. Brick. Absolute brick man. A little bit of a Natasha Ed connection, which is unexpected, but I can't fucking wait. Oh, um, I want her with Dr. Joe. Why I know. is Brendan ruining everything? It really sucks because her and Dr. Joe on paper would be perfect together. Yeah. And the logistics of it are very unfortunate. So Brendan once again ruining things. So fuck that guy. With that, that said, guy. we will see you all next week. Can't freaking wait. We're getting close to the end here. Um, maybe. And <laughs> follow us on Instagram at Don't Insult My Podcast and like us wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a glowing review and tell everyone you know. And um, we can't wait. Can't wait to, to talk to you again next week. Bye. Goodbye.